I'm Nicole and I'm Amy and we are bringing you a real raw and raucous podcast an unfiltered truth behind running a business and running a family dive in so tidbit number three tidbit number three (laughs) Let's get ready, ready. No. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Yes. So, we are talking about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yeah. There is a book called Feeling the Fear and Doing It Anyway. <laughs> and I haven't read it, but apparently it's really great. I haven't read it. I didn't no. even hear that it was great. So, that's great. Yeah, great. <laughs> but after that, after our last episode where we talked a lot about New Year, overwhelm, growth, investment like where did that all come from we thought that we would just do a little episode about what it's like and feeling that fear and how you get past it Mm. because it happens from day one doesn't it how often do you feel the fear and do it anyway i would go as far as saying at least twice a month like it's a lot i wouldn't say once a week but i would say like it's i do it's, I think when you work on your own, there is a constant level of, can I do this? It yeah. kind of falls in line with imposter, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Can I do this? Am I the right person to do this? I feel like I, I don't know if I've said it before, that about that, I think I have, that visual red fuck it button. Have I said about that before? Mm, tell me more, I don't think so. So I had it when, when I was about to launch Franchise. I'd sold my flat in Southampton that I'd had for 10 years or whatever. My friend was living in it. I knew there wasn't loads of profit in it, but I've never owned anything else. So mm. it was like, we were try- me and Martin were trying to buy a home and it was like a square peg round hole situation. I was like, the business, we were putting that into the calculation of how much we earn and he needed to earn such a much. And it was so forced that we were renting, the family were selling because they were living in Australia. Anyway, this flat in Southampton, we could only buy this house and it was all reliant on this flat. Yeah. The flat didn't sell and it wasn't going. Mm -hmm. And then the owners of the house were like, we have to sell this now. We've given you six months. We have to sell it. Yeah. Totally respected them and appreciated that they'd given us that time. We just couldn't make it happen. We, We had this other house that Martin was working on, so we moved in here. And then my flat sold. How random is that? Mm. The flat sold. I made about 17 grand from it. Yeah. And I w- this was in the October before COVID, September time. We're just launching a franchise and I needed to invest in franchise to really, I needed money in yeah. the business to grow it, to do it. Yeah, I had to. And I remember speaking to my sister and I was like, I paid off two grand's worth of debt. I've got 15 grand. This should be me and Martin, our fund to start saving for a house. Mm -hmm. And I phoned up my sister and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm really torn because I've got this business and I've got 15 grand. I can't buy a house with it because we're both self-employed. So I need, you know, I'm going to need a lot more. Yeah. Do I put it into franchise? And I feel like I've got this red button that I've called the fuck it button right in front of me. Do I push that fuck it button and put the 15 grand in? Let's just run with it. And then hopefully that business makes me enough money. I don't need to worry about the deposit because we'll buy a house out of it. You know, like 
And she was like, wow. And Kaz is, she normally plays quite safe, actually. And she turned around to me and she went, I think you've got nothing to lose. Like, it's 15 grand. You weren't expecting to make it. You've never spent any money on that flat. Like, Mm -hmm. it's never cost you anything. I feel like you should push that fuck it button and run with it. Yeah. I pushed it. And then we hit COVID in March. Mm -hmm. I put 15 grand in a business. I paid money for someone to come in and try and help me sell. She sold nothing. Six months cost me just under 15 grand for the six months so I feel like I lost it all but I actually didn't I learned so much from that oh yeah but I have that visual red fuck it button and it is massive right in front of me so whenever I feel that fear I always think should I push the button and just do it anyway should I just go for it see when you said the red fuck it button I was viewing it the other way no no like fuck it let's just do it oh I love that yeah, it's like it's like a massive beacon for me. Like I don't know what it would be for a visual for anybody else, but it is that I'm that I'm not even a crossroads. I'm there in front of that button. Do I carry on play it safe or do I push that button? Boop, 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 you know, like yeah, it, yeah. it's like on X Factor or something. Yeah. Not X Factor. What's the other one where you put the golden BBT, buzzer? Yeah. yeah, when they yeah when yeah. they press the golden buzzer and it's all like crazy. Yeah, that's how I feel. <gasps> what yeah, official. Yeah. So yes, I do feel the fear constantly. But I kind of go, fuck it, let's go. I'm with you. I'm going to talk about my imposter. Because mm. I love and hate her. Okay. Because she's my fuck it button. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just, like, flick her off? So you, like, visualise her on a wall or something. Yeah, and when like she's there, that. just, like, flick her off. Yeah. Mm. I, she's the one that goes, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't. And I'll go, yes, I fucking can. Mm. Yes, I can. So I'm really, I've got a real love-hate relationship with her because I believe that my imposter spurs me on to do more. Yeah, because you've proven him wrong. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So when people say, you get rid of it, like, you need to fix it, and I think I've said previously I need to work on it, I do, but there is a a larger part of me that thinks... She drives you. She drives me, yeah. So when have you felt the most fear in your business? What have you been most scared of? Probably when my redundancy money ran out and I had to stop playing. Right. How long did that take? Oh, not long. Not long at all. Probably mm. eight months into the first year of Wildbird. Wow. And the buffer was great, but it made me fanny for eight months. Mm. And then it, it got very real very quickly. Yeah. Like you need to make it is your, it is a safety net, but that's quite scary in business because a lot of the time you would have to hustle immediately, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I was hustling, but I wasn't mm. giving it everything because I had that money there. Yeah, so you were okay. Yeah, wowzers. So, what were you scared of? Not making enough money to to pay the mortgage. And then what? What would have happened? Having to get another job or having to yeah not have no. the lifestyle that you wanted? No, the fear of failure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the tax bill mm. thing with uh, how we laugh. Ten grand tax bill <laughs> and Matt's absolute um, <laughs> trauma of living that with me. But the the deepest part of that was I have failed because I can't run my business properly because I fucked this up. Right. So that, where's that come from then? You know? My fear of failure? Yeah. Couldn't tell you. I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. But I think I feel, I feel the fear and do it anyway. Probably on a weekly basis. Yeah. In some sort of way. Because of the imposter. Mm. 
for example, next week when I've got to present to a room full of strangers about yep. marketing, I'm nervous. Yeah, of course. But I'm going to... But you're going to overcome it because yeah. actually on the other side is significant opportunity. Huge opportunity, but also massive growth for me as well. Mm. Like All of these experiences are developmental milestones for mm. me to say, oh, fuck it, see... You can fucking do it. Of course you can. You silly dickhead. (laughs) You silly sausage. I am a silly sausage. But again, I feel that, yeah. And Wild Bird, being what it is, she took the leap and built her wings on the way down. Like, I Mm. believe in the universe, the mother of all mothers. And believe in yourself that you you will be okay. Yeah. It will always work out. It will always be okay. I think if you have that faith. Yeah. And what's the worst that could happen? Oh, big time. The worst that can happen is you go bankrupt. Yeah. Nobody died. No. No. Because to me, yeah, death is the worst thing that can happen, right? Mm. That's to me. Mm -hmm. And in life. And if you put that against, like, the result or the outcome of what you're worried about against death, it's not that big a deal, is it? No. And it's all fixable. Yep. Overcomable. Overcomable. (laughs) Doable. Achievable. Achievable. Mm. And if not, just take your time until you get there. Maybe. Or push the fuck it button and just do it. Do it anyway. Take a leap. Yeah. Ooh. God, it's scary, isn't it? How many leaps are you going to be taking this year, do you think? I think I'm going to be taking loads working with you. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I think you are going to push me massively. And I think you're going to push me more than anyone's ever pushed me before. You're I can just feel me. it. But you're going to do the same this side. Mm. We discussed whether we recorded a big episode or a little tidbit before we started recording the tidbit. Yeah. Because we're, I think, both a little bit exhausted from the last The last one was massive. Yeah. And I don't think that either of us... We we, we haven't even got investment on our list of It's not on our vision board, yeah. We haven't got that. And I think that's what I love about this. It it literally is just us having a conversation about business and pushing each other out of our boundaries and our comfort zones. Mm. And then I'm kind of hoping that this, then our conversation spurs other people on to have those conversations with someone they trust. Yes. Or with us. Yeah, oh, 100%. It wasn't, I have to say... When we were talking about investment, it was not nice sitting on this side of the table because I could feel how how incredibly uncomfortable you were. So so uncomfortable, just going. Someone's going to come in and they're going to ruin my business and they're going to tell me what to do. I don't want them to do. I know. It was like a therapy session. I felt exhausted afterwards. Which is why we're only recording a little tidbit because we've got nothing left in the tank. There's nothing left. Oh no, right? Yeah, that was that was a biggie. However. I think all of that goes in line with feeling the fear because I, at the end of that episode, all I could feel was fear. And Nicole was like, are you excited? Are you excited? I was like, no, I'm fucking scared shitless. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> but I, I'm excited for that. Mm. Like having someone that you see every week going, so what are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. Can you do more? Can you do better? Can yeah. you do bigger? Can let's go bigger? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've never had that before. I've <laughs> never had that regular interaction. of That's what a business coach would do, isn't it? Yeah. And I, yes, I had it in NatWest with Deb, Debbie, mm. but this constant kind of someone in your corner going, what are we doing then? What are we doing about it? I'm like, I don't know. What are we doing? What's next? (laughs) Just on feel the fear, I think we need to talk about what it feels like on the other side. Yeah. Because you feel the fear, do it anyway. What is the benefit of pushing the fuck it button? 
It's always more exciting than staying safe. <laughs> it is though, isn't it? Which it's always does... a bit more exciting. Yeah. But also the growth for me yeah. is I get really excited about that because I'm like, fucking hell, I can do loads of stuff. Look at this. I'm really good at this. Yes. Let's have a go. <laughs> and then you can push yourself that little bit further. That yeah. self-confidence. Yes. You know, that self-confidence. Affirmation. affirmation mm. For yourself. Mm. Like you are doing it for you and for the people you love and whatever your purpose is, whatever your values are. Yeah. The sense of achievement I still don't have it loads, but I have it. I feel like I have it enough. I'm not like braggy about it. I'm very humble with yeah. what I've achieved. But when people say to me, "Do you realise how successful you are?" I'm like, mm, "No, that's not me. No, I'm not. I I feel successful, but I'm not successful in my mind because I'm not rich. I have money. That's my issue. But I have, for me, success is money. Yeah, lots of it. Yes. And I know that will come. And when I've got that, then I will feel that sense of success, which is stupid. And But it's my my vision, yeah. my view of success. Everybody else's is different. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I feel like I've achieved a lot. But it only comes from that point of fear. Yeah, agreed. And there are things, there's people that I celebrate with because I know that they are so invested in me and in mm. the business to be able to say, oh, my God, this just happened. You are one of them. Mm-hmm. Liz is one of them. Matt is one of them. Yeah. And my sister as well. Yeah. And they're my people to say, you never guess. And it doesn't matter how small or big it is. Yeah. You all know if I'm telling you about it. It's important. It's important. Mm. And that for me is massive. Like that's my, oh my God, you'd never guess what. So not yesterday, day before, I closed a deal. Yay! Yes. A really good deal. A really, really good deal. Lots of opportunities. Huge opportunity. And the first thing I did, Matt was washing the car. This is after we've had our board meeting. Matt was washing the car. And I went outside, no jumper on, freezing my tits off. And I was like, guess what? He's on the drive. And he was like, what? I was like, it's done. And he was like, yes. Yes. How do you feel? I was like, yeah, good. But now I've got a load of work to do. So I don't, I like to feel the achievement and the success, but I don't let myself feel it for very long. Because you've got shit to do. You've got to get on it now, haven't you? I'll get on with it. But also, I'm not there. I don't feel successful in the same way. What's success to you, then, if we're talking about... Financial freedom. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. But mine's experience. It's not actually about having loads of money in the bank. It's actually the experiences that that gives me. I want to experience extreme luxury as well as everything. Yeah. I want to experience everything all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's out out of reach. No, nothing's out of reach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. However... Yours is that financial freedom of not being tied, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that probably, if you ask me in three years' time, I'll probably say something completely different. But mm-hmm. at the minute, because it's so tight mm-hmm. with childcare, yeah, it's all about right. Let we need to get to this level, and then we can breathe. Just it's just it's just yeah, it's it's just that, just this next bit, and mm-hmm. then and then and then. Um, and as soon as the kids are in school, you oh will feel that anyway. Yeah. Because of the nursery phase. Oh, big time. And we'll still be playing for wraparound care. Or perhaps it'll get to the point where we go, oh, we could afford to send them to private school if we wanted to. Yeah. Choices. Yeah. The financial freedom to be able to make the choices that you do. Yeah. Yeah. And to have those discussions. I don't... I'd love to build my own house. Like Matt and I would really love to build our own house. Travel is not actually that big on the list. Considering you guys have travelled so much. Yeah, maybe maybe it's that, though. Because you've already done loads. Yeah, and we've done it together and separately. So Matt's done interrailing in Europe and yeah. loved that. 
uh, and I've been to India, mm. we've done, and Malaysia, we've done things separately. It's not about that. I think it's just... Yours is about, like, a great existence. Of, yeah. yeah. And it's more of that feeling piece. It's that value, my personal value, mm. that is about soul and joy, but it's not actually something tangible. Yeah. So Oh, beautiful. Oh, who, knew, who knew that we were going to get onto that? Yeah. Cheeky little titty bit. <laughs> Titty, 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 red. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. It's horrible. Please don't do it. It really, it Sorry. makes every part of me rinse. Rinse, like, ooh. But also, I'm going to put it out there, and this makes me sound a bit bitter and twisted, but the big fuck you when you've achieved something and people have told you you're not going to be able to do it. Oh, yeah. Like, I love that. Well, that's why I have my imposter on a daily basis. Like, the big fuck, fuck you. you. Fucking arsehole, yeah. yeah. Yeah, look look at me go. Mm. And then the next day I'll be like, oh, yeah, you're right, you said I couldn't do it. <laughs> all those people that have said no, all those people that have said that you won't be able to do that, you can't do that, mm. I feel like I'm just giving them the big fuck you mm. or proving them wrong. And maybe they were smart enough in the first place to know that that's what would spur me on, so that's why they've said it. <laughs> Who knows? I'll maybe never know. Maybe it's the universe serving you up what you Maybe it's the universe needed. serving me up some arseholes yeah. to tell you, nah, that's not going to do it, you're not going to be okay with that. And then I go, uh, watch me go. Hello. Yeah, because that really spurs me on. People, ah. naysayers and non-believers. Yeah. I don't know if I, other than the imposter, I hope I'm not fucked about it, but because probably because it's so strong here. Mm. Yeah. Have you, what know. have you done in your life? What's the scariest thing you've ever done? That you've just done anyway, even though? Leaving the security of it. Was it? What's yours? I went and worked on cruise ships at 18. Yeah. And they flew me to New York. On my own. Didn't have a clue. Never been to New York before. Do you know I had what? No it idea. might actually be going to get a job in London when I was 18. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? When you look at yourself, like, how are you that brave at 18 oh, to I do such know. a big thing? There's people I speak to now that are at my age that wouldn't be able to do what I'd done at 18. But I don't know if I... I think I was more brave then than I am. Where am I? How I don't fucking you? know. I don't know. But I do look at, back at it and think, oh, shit. Yeah. What this? I did a lot of drama when I was a kid. No. So you've been, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> did you? I never knew that, but now it all makes sense. So people always say that when I tell them. <laughs> you stop it. <laughs> that is brilliant. A lot. Where did you get A level? I mean, it's. It, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's a flamboyancy I'm not flamboyant yes you fucking are oh fuck off I'm just bougie it's <laughs> bougie flamboyant <laughs> is it not the same same thing same same but different never change it but I like in my head when I was growing up it, performing arts was performing arts was very different <laughs> drama was a bit like fun the amdram dickheads <laughs> like, with their expressive dance they were actually fucking dance so, I quite liked it uh, <laughs> The Amdram dickhead. <laughs> but there is nothing that speaks fear more than having to go on stage and remember lines or yeah. perform. Nothing. Nothing. Do you think that helped you, though? Do you think that set you up for... Because my kids go to Stagecoach and I think it's the best thing for them. But do you do you think that's helped you be able to stand and pitch and do all of those things? One hundred percent one handy one handy i my mum put me into uh stage one it was called in luton because i was having panic attacks wow and she thought it was would help with my confidence and did it 
It didn't stop the panic attacks because the panic attacks were rooted in something else, but it definitely helped with my confidence. And that's where my, sorry, back of the table. <laughs> Naughty step. <laughs> Naughty step for me. That is why I, that's where my love of drama came from. And singer, like fucking, like, I'm a dreadful singer. Are dreadful, you? Not awful, but I will fucking belt it out. <laughs> absolutely belt it out do you just enjoy the singing process I love it. and if i'm driving and i'm singing oh yeah i love a little bit of car singing i picture myself i've never shared this with anyone here we go uh, ready? I'm, 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 I'm tender hooks i picture myself on stage like with a crowd of oh people, my god this is why you won wild moves on tour isn't it <laughs> so you can live out your dreams she's gonna start belting out some tuneless tunes what am i singing shania train like Switch Child of Mine that's very different. it's a wicked song oh, do you know what I've never actually I've done karaoke once in my life because I'm so scared of singing because my voice is so bad <gasps> I actually just said that out loud we are going out okay. to do so we've got a PA system in our garden your poor neighbours well I haven't done it yet oh. like my sister had a very big significant birthday this year and I was desperate to try and get a mic and a mic stand and do Rocky Oki because Matt can is musical, do you know this? No. Oh, he's annoyingly pitch perfect, the bastard. Is so he... you can hear something and just go, oh, I think I'll play that on the guitar. <laughs> so annoying, but wonderful at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Epic, epic musician. We know quite a few musicians as well, so we could definitely do Rocky Oki. You are coming. I'm not singing in front of anyone. I'm happy. I, do you know what I need to do? Like Martin took the kids to a karaoke booth. Yeah. And they had the best time. Lucky voice. There's one in London. Oh, you got, Milton Keynes, I think it was. And he just went in. He was like, he loves doing stuff like that with the kids. He loves doing like right, indoor parties. Going, you fuck off. I really want to do it, but it's that fear of going, ah, I've got a really bad voice. I don't want to sing. Are you kidding me? If you never. Oh, we used to do. Maybe me and you should do. That's our first like. Oh, my God. Outing. We're going to have the greatest time. We don't even need booze. I don't care. Well, you need booze. I don't need booze. It's going to be fat. So we used to do. GMTV would host a lot, so we'd take people out for lunch, clients out for lunch, and then you'd book Lucky Voice afterwards for uh, karaoke booth mm. rooms. But they've got wigs, they've got dress up, they've got it's so much fun, and it doesn't fucking matter if you can't sing. It doesn't fucking matter. Really? Yes. This has come from the woman who st- I st- Oh, God. See, Martin's got a really good voice. He's got like three or four notes that he's really good. The rest of them are not so much. I got up and sang at our wedding. What? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Our friend MJ sings No Diggity. Like, that's his party trick. Sings No Diggity. Mm -hmm. Really fucking well. It is epic. And we'd kind of, we'd booked him unofficially to sing it. I think after our first dance, it was great. Everyone always gets out brilliant. But then I'd put on Vibe after that, which is the song that MJ and I used to sing together. And we know the rap and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what song I'm on about? No. <gasps> Come on, I then. can't sing it. No. You just I've said just sing it. No, no, the, the fear's got me, the fear's got me. I got up and sang it, but awful. Sang it awfully. But I was bride. But you my were wedding happy. day. I was having the greatest time of my fucking life. This is such brilliant knowledge. Tippets is a bit long now. I mean, it's a great way to finish, but I really feel like we should do a karaoke booth. That would go on social, wouldn't it? Yeah, but you're... No, not like us singing. Of... No, like, just to prove that we've done it. Yeah, it is feeling the fear. Like, I am petrified of the thought of singing. Okay. I'm also not great on stage. I had some st- public speaking training. Mm. It was okay. I'm still just petrified of it. I'd do it, 
I've done a couple of public speaking gigs and I'd always do it and it would be great, but I'm scared of it. Right. We're going to feel the fear and do it anyway on this. Are we? Yeah, because we've got pitching. Oh, God, But yeah. this all fits into the set. It's you being on stage, vulnerable. being vulnerable, yeah, and either talking about your business or singing your heart out, which you think you're shit at. Yeah. I feel like this is therapy for Amy sorry, Lewis. Sorry. Two sessions she now. Speaking up. <laughs> <laughs> what what fix me? Can you fix me? <laughs> what? I think we've got to do it. We have. Well, that's what this episode's all about. So why don't you write in and tell us what your fears are? Write in. Write in. a letter. Carrier pigeon. Thanks. <laughs> oh, God, so old sometimes. No, you're not. You're not. DM us. DM. Slide into the DMs and let us let know. Let us know. What are your fears? What have you got to do? Is there anything you've got to make a decision on, but you're scared? Is there anything you need to push that red fuck it button or flick off that imposter? Whatever it is, tell us. Plop, plop, plop. Let us know. Over and out. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to give us a cheeky follow. Wild underscore moose. And if you've got anything that you want to hear from us or if you've got any questions, please just ping us a DM. We'd love to hear from you. And please subscribe. Bye.